friends, loyal listeners, and bears everywhere, this is The Sound Barrier, Northeast State's official podcast. My name's Tom Wilson, and I'm going to be hosting this episode. We're back on the air, and uh, today we got a pretty interesting episode. And you probably know if you go to our website, northeaststate.edu, we've got more than 130 academic programs here at Northeast State. But you also know we've got an esports team. That's right, esports gaming. It's here at Northeast State. And what do you know? We have the entire eSwatch coaching staff in the studio with us today. We're glad to have them. Friends, why don't you go around and just introduce yourself? We'll start here with Mr. Chris Demas. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Chris Demas. I'm Dean of the Library at Northeast State. I'm Brandon Burleson. I'm a media service technician. Hello, folks. This is Jim Holbrook from Computer Science. Excellent. Now, we're, uh, of course, coming to, uh, coming to you, as always, from the Entertainment Technology Studios here in the Technical Education Complex on the lovely Bluntville campus here at Northeast State. Our coaches, instructors, friends, tell us a little bit about kind of yourselves and your backgrounds and how you got here to Northeast State before you became high-profile coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Uh, Chris Demas here from the library. Um, basically, I've been here at Northeast State for about 20 years and I graduated in library school from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. When I graduated, I just threw out applications. Uh, I knew I wanted to stay in Appalachia, so I put applications out everywhere, and there was a job opening here, and I've been here for about 20 years, and I love it. I love this area. So I came here. um, I have a family here, and this is my home, and it's awesome. This is Brandon. I went to Northeast State, got my computer science degree. I've worked in several TV stations. came here in 2011 as the media service technician. This is Jim. Um, when, I, when I came to Northeast State, I came here a long time ago, like in the time before, <laughs> back in the 90s. So I've been around a minute or two in the previous millennium. Uh, when I first came out here, I came out and did drafting, of all things. And so after I graduated from here, I went into the into the drafting industry and immediately got uh, uh added on to that job title of being uh, the computer administrator, the network administrator. And so I had to learn that skill set too. And so I I did that and then fast forward to 2017 and I had several industry certifications and I needed to come back and get a lot of continuing education to maintain those because at the time I had to have 65 hours of continuing education to maintain all those certifications. And, and so my rep told me, hey, you need to go to a community college because each class counts for 10 hours. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that earlier? You know, after I've spent $50,000 worth of uh, like sessions and online training and stuff. And so I came back here in 2017 and just took evening classes. And then uh, Dr. Farrell one night had me in class and uh, asked me to help a student that was struggling, and I spent an hour and a half with this student, and at the end of it, she's like, hey, have you ever thought about being a teacher? And I was like, no, I never thought about that in my life. So if anybody's wondering, if you need somebody to blame why I'm here, that's Dr. Farrell. <laughs> it's her fault. That I'm awesome. Here. Donna Farrell. But yeah, I do yes. love this place. I mean, this place means a whole lot to me, and so uh, being at Northeast State is just fantastic for me because it gives me the chance to give back to this place that has given so much to me twice in my life now so that's awesome how did the idea of um well first let's, what is esports and how did it kind of uh, how did this idea kind of materialize and take shape here at northeast state chris 
Yeah, uh, basically esports is competitive video gaming. So it's team-based video gaming, uh, much like traditional sports, team A versus team B. But in this case, uh, we use video games. So the idea was basically for us here at Northeast State, before COVID, we kind of had the idea and we were bouncing it around. Then after COVID, we kind of brought it back up. And there was an empty classroom in the library on the first floor of the library, and we converted it to an esports arena. Uh, where we have um, uh, basically high-end computers, um, dedicated internet, uh, so we can actually do that. Sweet. Yeah. How did how did everybody kind of get on board here with with? And everybody just guys just <laughs> chime in. How did uh, how did you kind of recruit the staff here? Well, when we had the idea, in our case, our whole goal was to like engage students and um, get them involved, create a community here on campus, and make sure the students stay in school. And so the only way to do that is to have like cross collaboration across campus. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, Jim. Yeah, uh, I just butted in. Yeah. I was like, when I found out about it, I just walked over there and said, hey, dude, I'm going to be part of this. And he's like, cool, come on in. Yep. So. And, yeah, and it's fantastic. Um, and, and Brandon, too, jumped in because he's got a lot of computer knowledge, and um, he helped set up a lot of the uh, hardware and the software and stuff like that. And it's like the Alienware super fast. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. They're Alienware 12s. They're i9, 12th gen processors, overclocked. We've got RTX 3080 graphics cards, 64 gigs of RAM. They're, they're beast of machines. These, these right. are loaded for bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're water cooled. <laughs> yeah, literally loaded for bears. Loaded for yeah. bears. Ha! <laughs> 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 <What? laughs> and high def monitors, too. Oh, yeah. Right. 240 hertz monitors. Yeah. yeah. So we get we get a lot of fast refresh, you know. So that way, when you're melting the faces of our, our competitors, you know, it's great. <laughs> we get to see it like in live time. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. Now, how, now, when. What is the team? How do you go about building the teams and kind of setting up the whole? It's joining the team, but with joining the team also comes, I'm sure, a set of responsibilities for the players. So how do you go about recruiting or, and kind of build putting the teams together? Yeah, well, in our case, what we do is we basically send the word out to the students through like advertisements and uh, mass email, things like that. And then the students will come sign up and then they'll come usually at like some sort of like drop in session. That's what we had. And they'll come and we'll talk to them about the program, some of the responsibilities that are involved, the commitment that's involved, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And then they'll take all that into account and then they'll evaluate whether or not they want to be, um, be a player on a team and then they'll move forward from there. So something I like to see, the dynamic in this teamwork and stuff that I think that is, is really good to see because I, like I like to people watch sometimes, but uh, to see some of these students come in and they start interacting with each other, and then all of a sudden you see this, sometimes you see this natural leader just kind of come forward out Absolutely. of these people. And it's, to me, it's amazing to watch that happen because it's such a good skill set to have. Yeah, absolutely. So in um, in a really good scenario, the players that play will have a lot of experience in the games. And they will have experience not only in the specific game, but they'll have experience working um, with a team. So they'll have those communication skills, those teamwork uh, skills. And like like Jim said, they'll be um, natural leaders that rise up to the top that can really help and, oh, yeah. and help coach and things like that. Yeah, so d- during that first season, um, certainly uh, – some really great results for the students. Did, did the students kind of jump into, uh, well, I say student, can we call, it, call them student athletes? Or just yeah, say absolutely. student players, student yeah, athletes. Yeah. Uh, they really jumped in and started uh, doing really well in every every single game because I was there for several of the games. Mm-hmm. Were you kind of, uh, was there, were their gaming skills what you expected and also was the responsibility they took on as players kind of what you expected, what you wanted to see? Yeah, last fall was our first season 
And so uh, we, we recruited and then we established our teams. And so it was interesting to see because I, because I didn't know what I was doing. And I, <laughs> I, I, I still don't know what I'm he doing, but I, it's, a, it's a little bit less than before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, um, it, we, were, we were basically walking in where we didn't know what we were doing. So we kind of had to piece everything together at the time. So we created our teams um, after the players came. And then uh, like – like Jim was talking about, those natural leaders kind of rose up to the top, um, and the teams learned to um, meld. They learned to communicate. Um, they learned to play as a team and act like a team, and uh, uh, they did very, very well. Um, in fact, uh, last semester we had four of our teams actually go to the playoffs. Yeah, the national playoffs, which was fantastic to watch. Yeah, they, they did really good. I yeah. was, you know, I, 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 the the expectations that I had was this is the first season. Whatever happens, happens. It's gonna be great, right? Yeah, you know, because we're doing something that we were not doing before, and you know, for us to have several several teams go to those those playoffs, I thought this is amazing. This is the first season. Yeah, and here we are sending people to the playoffs and stuff. But you know, it was. Uh, like like Chris was talking to me, it was a huge learning experience because I, I never had interacted with a, uh, a a sports organization before, and there was a, you know to me it was a huge learning curve and a and a pretty big time commitment for me. But I'm one of those people that you know once you once you get involved in something, you go all in, right? There's no half measures. You know, yeah. it's worth doing. It's worth overdoing, and so that's yeah, kind of where I went uh, <laughs> with it. But you know, it was great. I thought you know to me. Uh, having that time interacting with the students and and seeing them compete and excel in many ways it, to me was amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Agreed. Now our fir- the fall season, like you said, the that fall last fall was our first season, and mm-hmm. we had Call of Duty, Super Smash Brothers, Ultimate, Valorant, Rocket League, which was also super popular. How did you come up with uh, kind of choosing which games? you wanted to get the teams involved in or, or do you have to meet a certain criteria with, I think it's the NJCAA uh-huh. E? Yes, E, yes. E on the end. How, how did you kind of come up with the games that uh, the players were going to be competing in? So uh, so all of the games that we compete in are basically um, controlled by our league. And our league is the NJCAA E, which is the um, National Junior College Athletic Association Esports. Mm-hmm. So they basically are the governing body for um, – traditional athletics and esports um, nationwide in community colleges. And so they basically um, uh, manage and control all of the tournaments, all of the games, and all that kind of stuff, which is great. So they, they basically determine what games are going to be played, um, and then we establish teams based on that. And they set up like the conference schedules and, yeah, and yeah. the other teams and who kind yeah, of the conference you're going to be competing in. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in our case, it's a seven-week season. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so they basically control all the brackets, mm-hmm. who plays who, and then they determine based on the rankings who eventually goes to the playoffs. Okay. Do we got rivalries developing already? Because I know like Suffolk we, County up yeah. in New York was pretty – there yeah. was some clashes yeah. there in the St. Yeah. Clair's at college in Ontario, Canada. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you, the There's one I'm really one. excited about – I'm excited about all of it, of course, but the one I'm really excited about is our Overwatch team um, because we've uh, recruited some really, really good players. And last season we had this team up in Canada that we, had, we played three times – and they just destroyed us, and I mean, they were so good. Yeah. And so what I want to do this time is I can't wait to see our new team, um, and I'm hoping we go up against um, St. Clair College in Canada. That was the team. And um, I hope we get to play them again and um, uh, hit round two. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we can reach out to them and and schedule like some some scrimmages. And stuff yeah, like that might that. be a good idea. Because you know that, you know the be, the best way, in my opinion, to sharpen somebody's skills is to play against somebody that's going to whip you. Yeah. all the time. <laughs> and that's how you get better. Overwatch Two is a very popular game, and so last season we had one team, but in this season we have two teams. We have a team A and we have a team B. So we're very very excited. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, Overwatch was updated in I think October. Um, to Overwatch 2. So that was kind of new for us because the new <laughs> game just dropped. Um, and in this case, there was um, it, it used to be a six versus six game, mm -hmm. but now it's five versus five games. So one of the main roles was a tank role. So in the first version of Overwatch, you had two tanks, but in the second version that dropped in October, there's only one tank. So it changed, changed the game dynamic oh, significantly. Yeah. So everybody had to scramble and kind of um, reevaluate and retool and try to figure out what was going on. Now, and over, and I guess maybe this is true at all games. We talked about this, I guess, during the season last year. That uh, in Overwatch, you might have gamers who, like four or five, you have four or five players. They're playing kind of different characters and maybe different roles in the game. Some players might be a little better at one skill set than the other players. But how do you go about determining that, and how does that kind of uh, work in the in the team aspect of the game? Yeah, that's a very complicated process because when you're putting together a team um, of five players and there's different roles on those teams, you have to find the players that basically match those yeah. roles. Yeah. So in this case, an Overwatch team is five players, one tank, two DPS, and two support. So you need to find people who can actually play support, for example, <laughs> That's right. and play it well in order to heal your tank and your DPS players so they can actually function right. um, and uh, and be competitive. So and I think this season we've, we've put together a great, um, a great team in order to be able to do that. But um, kind of uh, the team needs that kind of mojo. They need to be able to trust each other. Mm -hmm. They need to be able to rely upon the other players that are playing those roles um, in order to be effective. And communication. Yeah, yeah communication, of course, is biggest. You're right. And that's, that's something that I, I saw in uh, my League of Legends team right off the bat. They would just sit for hours and play, and they wouldn't say anything. And I, I, sit, them, I, I sit and let them play for the first time. Uh, day and I, at the end of the day, I pulled their headphones off and I was like, "All right, folks, we're gonna have to talk to each other because you didn't say a word the whole time." And they were like, "Well, we were typing." I was like, "No, no, no, don't type. You know, you need to be owning people's faces with your hands. Yeah, you talk yeah. to each other. That's yeah. what the microphone is for. So let's get into communications." And so by the end of the yeah. uh, by the end of the season, though. <laughs> they were talking to each other, and I even had one of them that was like, so it was so funny. They would yell, and it was so loud. And there was another on what was what was that game that we had Call of Duty. That, oh, yeah. that one guy that would just yell. All yeah, the time. absolutely. It was hilarious, yeah. but it was to me it was fun because I just love to. I used to love to play video games, and then I got old. And so now I just want to sit back and watch these younger people play these games Absolutely. and just laugh at all the things that I know of that idea back then and just see that dynamic now. Yeah, so Brandon was talking about that. We're basically, communication is, is vital, oh, yeah. you know, like Jim was saying. But um, in our case, we actually use um, Discord uh, to funnel kind of all of our team-based audio there so they can communicate um, with their voices and they can listen um, with their headphones and things like that. So they don't normally, they don't have to chat, like uh, type things out. Mm -hmm. They can actually communicate directly, instantaneously um, through through the Discord app, um, th just with audio. So it, it makes it, um, it makes it very, very easy for them to talk and talk things out. Right, because now in the arena, they get the headphones on with the mics, so yeah. you're, you're having real-time conversations as right. you're playing to go, go here, do this. Yeah. 
which makes it adds to the excitement if you're in the arena and you're, oh, you're really? watching yeah, yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. Those guys get rolling sometimes, and they get they get moving quick. Now, um, the games are streamed on Twitch TV. Is that right? Is that uh, among other places? Yeah. Talk- <laughs> the game. Yep, we were streamed on YouTube. Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now Twitch is. Tell us a little bit about Twitch as far as like uh, what it is and what that platform is, is used for. Well, I mean, Twitch basically is the gaming. Uh, it, it, is a gaming platform for streamers. Um, and it's probably the most important streaming platform for gamers. Um, and YouTube, <coughs> of course, YouTube Live and, and uh, YouTube, of course, is... Well, YouTube gaming has grown. Has it grown a lot? It's grown, Good. yeah. A lot of the, even a lot of the Twitch streamers are switching over to YouTube. They gotcha. So you got to think, so um, compared to traditional sports, <laughs> Twitch and YouTube are basically our stadiums, right? That's how our viewers will actually watch the competitions um, and watch their favorite players is through those through those outlets. So I wonder if all this migration to YouTube, though, I wonder if that's not from like a monetization standpoint. Because with Twitch, can you can you monetize Twitch like you can YouTube? Or? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Monetize. Well, then yeah. that's not it. I'm totally wrong. I love it. So. I think they I think they kind of messed up their monetization, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They Maybe. they did. Uh, they they put out a lot of new rules and stuff on what what you can do, what you can't do. And that's what caused a lot of people to switch to YouTube. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, rules make people leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting. So we try to stream as much as possible. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We use Wirecast to do all of our streaming. Mm-hmm. And people can watch like downstairs in, in Baser Library. We get the big screen TV and yes. you can watch. You got the big couches. Watch yeah. the, ga- the yep. games right online. So, oh, yeah. so basically on the first floor of the library is the eSports arena. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we chose that was number one, it was empty. But number two, it's perfect because we put a big screen on the outside of that room. And there is this big um, art gallery kind of area. Yeah. And so we have soft seating there, chairs, and they can throw events and they can watch live. Sure. Um, last uh, last season, we had a t- kind of a tailgating party with the honors Oh yes, um, with the honors group, and we had a great time. We had hot dogs, nachos, and we ended up staying. The Valorant team went into like double overtime or something. It was crazy. <laughs> I remember that. So we didn't. Uh, we, I don't think yeah. we left until like ten o'clock at night. It was awesome. It See, was I'm fantastic. Still trying to get Chris to put a taco bar in, and this would be perfect. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> now, how does how does um, NJCAAE? I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with NCAA and college athletics, football, mm-hmm. basketball, what have you. How does it kind of regulate gaming and uh, the conferences and mm-hmm. and uh, the players? Because I know yeah. like the Call of Duty kids, they played a couple of teams that had guys on them that were nationally ranked and yeah. Yeah. monetized, oh, yeah. like really oh, yeah, yeah. high-caliber yeah, yeah, players. Like, yeah. How does that figure into like what we're doing? I know we're kind of in the early stages here, but how does, how does the regulation and how um, – how challenging is, is it to keep up with that? So, yeah, so there is some, <laughs> there is regulation about who can be players. So not anybody at the college can actually play um, on an esports team. So the two big qualifications are basically um, it has to be a student that's full-time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 12 credit hours or more. So they have to be kind of invested in the college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is they have to have a minimum GPA of, of 2.0. So um, there's academic standards along with the, um, with the full-time status standard so in our case um, we have to verify all of those things via transcripts so we have to make sure that they are full-time students um, taking a certain amount of hours and we also have to verify that they're um, they meet that GPA requirement so all of the students know because I give them the whole spiel um, that 
the number one thing they are here for at Northeast State is to take classes right. and to eventually graduate with a degree. That's our number one goal here at Northeast State. Yeah. Esports, I tell them, is secondary, and that is absolutely okay. Mm -hmm. Esports is fantastic, but their grades and their attendance to class and their graduation is number one. Because I tell them, I'm like, I'm a librarian. Academics is the <laughs> number one thing for me. You're like, oh, yeah. you've all heard this spiel, right? Yeah. Academics is the number one thing for me. So if esports becomes a problem, um, you need to maybe not do esports to focus on your academics because they need to graduate. So sure. the other spiel I give them is that we, me and um, Brandon, Jim, and all the faculty here, right, we care about our students short-term and we care about them long-term. Short-term is we want them to be successful in their classes. Right. We want them to graduate from Northeast State. That's how we care about them, right? But we also care about them long-term. If they do that short-term goals and if they'll listen and go to class and all that stuff, they can eventually have a successful career and earn more money, have a better life, and that's, that's right. that long-term goal. I, want, I tell these kids I want to see them 20 years, and I want to see them in the grocery store, hug their neck, catch up with them, and meet their families, and see how. And they need to tell me how successful they've been. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, come for the eSports, stay for the life lessons and stuff. Exactly, yeah. yes. Stay for the life lessons, indeed. Yeah. Now, are, are you all gamers? Are you all, at I some point your life, been gamers? <laughs> I'm not. I play Xbox with my um, with my boys, mm -hmm. um, but there is a, there is a great reward in gaming. Um, mostly the building of the community, mm -hmm. which is what esports pretty much excels at, um, and learning to communicate and that teamwork stuff that we talked about. Yeah, I play Call of Duty, Halo, mm -hmm. anything really first person shooters. I play. I, I played a lot back in the day, back in the early 2000s and stuff. I played uh, I played a lot of Quake, Quake 2, yeah. Half-Life, the original one. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I played uh, I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Like, like if I had that much time in my life back, I, I would be much younger than I would <laughs> just yeah. had all the time that I spent playing that game. So the, so the cool thing about being a coach with this is that, so I'm not much of a gamer, right? So last semester, these the kids really taught me how to play like Overwatch and Valorant, mm -hmm. and they really taught me the ins and outs of the games. So most of these students are experts at these games. They, oh, yeah, really, they, are. they really, really are. are. Really so are. our job as coaches is not necessarily to teach them about in-game dynamics, mm -hmm. but really to teach them about that outer game dynamics to make them better. That teamwork, mm -hmm. that communication, right. be nice, building up, yeah. you, you know, your fellow players, that kind of stuff. That's kind of what we focus on but they are they're masters at those games they, they are really fantastic are. yeah yeah like jim said stay for the life lessons yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You know, some people some people and i haven't seen it in any of our students or at least none of the ones that i've interacted with but you know when you lose a match that's kind of hard you know it's kind of hard to swallow that yeah. and sometimes some people have that reaction of, of anger and and you know blaming and stuff like that and you know it's like no 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 that's you know you win and lose as a team yeah. yeah. Whether you know if you win, win gracefully. If you lose, lose gracefully. Yep. And but you know, fortunately, we haven't seen anything like that in our, our students, and I really don't expect that. But you know, that's that's just an important lesson that comes from sports and competitive sports environments, whether it's virtual or real. You know that that lesson of you know you're doing this together. There is no I and team type of thing. Is a beautiful is a beautiful thing that we have. Absolutely. This. Yeah. Does gaming seem to build? Critical thinking, decision making skills, because like, like very much. I, yes, <laughs> that's an easy definitive yes. Because you got to think about four or five steps ahead, no matter what you're doing. You know, mm -hmm. it's not as simple as, well, I'm going to run around this corner and then find out what's going on. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go around this corner and here's all the 
15 different places that somebody could be waiting to ambush me. And so i got to figure out which one is, is going to be that. And, you know, you have to study the other players and see what they're doing and learn dynamically as you're playing this game because yes. everybody plays this game differently. And there's a tremendous amount of information that you basically have to know and memorize um, just through experience. So, like, for instance, Overwatch, you got, I don't know, how many how many characters are there in Overwatch? Like 25 or maybe more? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of characters in Overwatch. <laughs> and they all have their own special abilities, yeah. their own attributes, their own negatives. So if you, you got to kind of know all of that kind of in, in total mm -hmm. uh, and kind of know when to use a certain character, when not to use a certain character, when to use that ability. I mean, the amount of variables <laughs> in the average game is insane. Yeah. And to be able to kind of navigate that and use that to your strength is really where that critical thinking skills really takes place. It's fantastic. Yeah. What does it take to be a, like a, a, a game programmer? If you wanted to become a gaming programmer, Jim, or if you wanted to kind of step into into the uh, the information technology world? Well, for information technology uh, aspect of this, I'm not I'm not really a programmer, but uh, you know it's going to take a lot of patience. Um, you have to gain a lot of knowledge of all the different programming languages that are out there, know how they flow together, uh, and that is a very competitive industry. Uh, so if you're, if you're considering doing something like that, um, you, you have to be ready to invest a lot of time and effort into this because it is just such a, a very competitive, because a lot of people want to go out and program a video game. I've talked to several students that came in and uh, under it, you know, as we're advising, they're like, "Well, I want to, I want to program video games." It's like, "Okay, well, that's good. Here's some of the things you need to know. You need to know how to program in these certain types of languages. You need to uh, go out there and uh, download and gain experience using like some of these, uh, some of these game engines, like the Unreal Engine and stuff like that." And so you have to know the tools that you're using, and then how to do it uh, in order to, to, you know, to really excel into this. And so that itself. Is, is a whole nother ball of wax that is way beyond just playing these games. But again, playing these games and seeing how they function does play into that too. Is there, is there kind of a joy you, you, that you see among players? I guess it, just playing yourselves and the kind of the student athlete team members, is there also kind of a joy in, you know, I, yeah, I have to go to class and do all this stuff, but for a few minutes a day, I can <laughs> become a different character and go into kind of this uh, only this different world and be completely something else that I'm very good at because yes. like Chris said it's like these, these are highly skilled players on this team these are not novices no, right yeah I you know to me to be an instructor and a department head in computer science you know I have to do the uh, I have to be professional mm -hmm. sort of <laughs> but, uh, but but you know I do bring my own thing and, and all my students know that I love to cut up and have fun even in the classroom and stuff but uh, I, when I go over there and I go into that room with my team and I close the door, I get to be coach. And to me, coaches, you know, coaches, coaches have got a stereotype, right? There's, you know, there's the reason there's a coach stereotype. And I, I love that because I can just go up and say, all right, folks, we're playing games today and we're going to do this, that, and the other, and I'm going to cut up. And, you know, sometimes, and I have to build a rapport with my, my players first before I can just go yeah. all crazy and do this and stuff. But if I if I see them make a mistake that's maybe like a, a rookie mistake or something, they all kind of go over and rib them a little bit like, what was that? You know, have you been playing for this for like four or five minutes? But they all know that, you know, I'm playing. But to me, having that fun interaction, like you said, uh, just being able to, you know, basically loosen the tie, if you will, and just go and have fun and play games for a couple of hours to me, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. it's such a great escape. 
Yeah, building trust and creating a relationship um, so that they do trust you. Um, it's a big investment of time, but it's very, very rewarding. Oh, absolutely. Um, so in our case, not only do we do the coaching and the games and all that kind of stuff, but we also um, exercise like in the gym and stuff like that. And that, that kind of builds camaraderie too. We love that. Um, we have such a good time doing that together. It's, it's fun. We hit the weights and things like that. Right. Like this, so everybody gets the idea of team. It really is a team building thing absolutely. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I guess our, our spring season here is going to kick off here uh, here in February, or it kicked off here in February. What are what are the games um, we've got for this season? And uh, we've got a, a few games from last fall that are coming back. A couple may have changed, mm-hmm. and we've got some new games. What, yeah. what are our new games this, this spring? Yeah, so basically the new games that we have are um, NBA 2K. We have Madden 23. Um, we have Mario Kart, and we actually have Halo. So we were wanting a Halo team last semester, but it didn't make um, because Halo is such an awesome game. Yeah. We actually have a Halo team this time, so we're very, very excited about that. Absolutely. And we have good players. Yeah. Great players. When, when, when is Halo playing their games? Like so, what nights? Well, um, oh, man, I didn't bring the schedule. I think it's, uh, the Halo <laughs> Tuesday nights, I think. Oh, come on. Okay. That's when I'm in class, man. Yeah, those that. we will definitely be streaming those. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're we're definitely excited about um, rolling out those new games. Absolutely. Now, so um, you can you can see the new season, of course, on Twitch TV forward slash Northeast State Esports. Mm-hmm. Is that it? And yeah. then YouTube, the Northeast State Esports channel too. Yeah. Uh, when those roll out, and what uh, Madden and NBA, very very popular games, have been for many many years. Yeah. Was that a, was there a real push to get those? That you really wanted those and Halo, of course. Man, I really wanted the Madden and the NBA games. Um, because they, those are just so, like I, I was telling you that I play um, I play Xbox with my boys, um, and and uh, my youngest son Jacob um, he really loves Madden and NBA 2K, so he's very excited that uh, that we have um, those teams on that. I'm not very good at it at those <laughs> games, but um, I respect those games immensely because the amount of skill for those games are just incredible. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Uh, knowing those plays, yeah. um, knowing those moves, uh, it's just uh, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. To me, it's constant. You know, yeah. constantly doing something. There is no downtime. Yeah. You know, like uh, if 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 in in one of these other games like uh, Halo and stuff like that. You know, if you get taken out, you're kind of hanging out for a minute. Uh, with this, with with Madden and stuff like that, it's like constant game the whole yep. time. And so you're like constantly on edge all the time. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. go, So our season starts on the 13th. So next Monday, basically. February 13th. Um, so it goes February um, 13th through March 31st. So it's a seven-week season. And every team has a um, has a game day. Uh, so like uh, Rocket League is Mondays at 7, right? So it'll be all every Monday at 7 during those times. Um, and then the other the other teams have theirs established too as well. And so we'll try to stream as much as possible on those um, in order for that. But then after March 31st, if any of our teams make the playoffs, then the playoffs or the postseason will actually begin. So okay. And then we move forward from there. Now, Jim, you talked about um, World of Warcraft. Was that <laughs> – was that, and I know that's, that, that's a classic. Oh, yeah. Um, how does gaming kind of built itself into these industries, just kind of your, your observation many years ago, even through today? How has gaming become, I guess, such a, such a permanent fixture on uh, – uh, uh, on the landscape out there, because every, even if people don't game seriously, obviously they know what Halo is. They right. know what Madden is. Right. H- how has this industry become so popular? Well, I think I think it kind of all started with the nerds of my era. 
you know, we was like, uh, you know, back when I first started gaming, it was Pong. And, you know, we started developing these games and made them better and better. And then, you know, here come the Atari. I'm yeah. really dating myself here. <laughs> you know, there was an Atari. Uh, and it was just incredibly, I'm going to say it's like addicting in some ways. It's just such, it's, it's such an escape from reality sometimes. And that's, that's kind of how I did it uh, or why I did it uh, in some ways because, uh, you know, life sometimes just need you need to you just need to take a break sometimes, and it's kind of hard to do. But you know, you have this video game here that you can kind of immerse yourself into, and so as these games progressed further and further, then all of a sudden now we have the ability to connect them over the internet, and now we can play with other people, and so now it's even more magical than it was. And then after that, you know, you have some of the. Uh, you know, you have some of the camaraderie, and then you also have some of the very co- uh, competitive natures uh, where people are going out and, you know, like uh, picking on each other, you know, not in a bad way, but yeah. you know, in a, you know, you have some of those rivalries and stuff. And so that, to me, is is kind of the allure of it, is that now we are at, at, at this place now where we are doing this, like, competitively in colleges, and so we get to have that same escape, we get to have the teamwork, and we have the community now that these gamers are coming together uh, and, and working together at, at, at school and beyond. And so now, you know, we are uh, we're we're kind of harnessing that 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 fun escape, but we're we're driving it in positive ways where we're building teamwork and communication skills and management uh, and and things like that. And so, uh, to me, that. You know that that those are all parts of this and how it uh, how it has come about. How do the players come up with like their uh, their player names? Because we've got some <laughs> some great ones from Psycho Kitty to Tan of Cuna, which yeah. is my favorite. Tan of Cuna, uh, that is one's my pretty favorite. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Mason. He's one of my rock. Yeah, he's leaders. fantastic. Oh, he's yeah. a great kid. Yeah, good kid. Well, I'm not supposed to call him a kid. He's the team captain of Rocket League too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't you know. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I right. think they come up with them probably years ago, and they we just need kept some players on this podcast. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, right. I think we did. yeah. We did yeah. It, yeah. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, they did uh, good. So, um, now what's your all's favorite game to play? So the one. So I'm not much of a gamer, but I really, really enjoy Valorant, mm-hmm. um, uh, because I love the strategy. So Valorant's like a five versus five game, team A versus team B, and it's a first-person shooter. So team A, their job is to plant a bomb, and team B is to either, their goal is to either kill everybody or to um, defuse that bomb. Right? That yeah. bomb. Mm-hmm. So the amount of like strategy and teamwork is absolutely mandatory on that game if you're going to win, um, being able to work as a team. Um, that's probably the one I um, I really, really enjoy. But um, Halo, You liked Halo until you played me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I really do like Halo, but Brandon destroys me on Halo. I mean, it's it's nasty. I mean, I, I just I just need to set the controller down. <laughs> yeah. Don't play Brandon on Halo. Yeah, don't, play, yeah, don't play on Halo. <laughs> So we know, what, we, know, we know what game that Brandon likes to play, so tell us about it. What I, you doing? He's good I've played Halo. Halo since the very first Halo come out. <laughs> so you've been around and, a minute or two, too. Yeah. You know, so see, we're all dating there. Oh, yeah. I've played video games for almost 20 years. Yeah. Probably yeah. plus, actually. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because I, I, I probably started playing <laughs> yep. 
in the 90s, yeah. maybe. But Halo maybe even was... In, well, actually in the 80s, probably in the 80s, because that's when I started playing Atari. Listen, so, Halo is a great franchise. It's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. But the multiplayer, now that they have the current one, Halo Infinite, is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's basically, in, in for our league, it's four versus four. Mm -hmm. um, and so these, these players really need to focus on memorizing the maps um, and, and, and honing their... Um, their shooting skills and their maneuver skills, basically. It's great. Yeah, It's really fun to watch. Huge. Halo is based on headshots. Yeah. If you can headshot somebody with your aim, yeah. you, you got a great so chance. hand-eye coordination is, yeah. is just absolutely integral into that. <laughs> uh, to me, for, for current games, what I'd like to play is probably Rocket League. Uh, and that's only because I, I'm the father of a son that played soccer, and so this is oh, the only yeah. game that really makes sense to me anymore. I, you know, when I was much younger than I am now, I played you know Quake and uh, uh, um, oh, Unreal and stuff like that. Yeah. I played a lot of those Unreal tournaments, and uh, I'm 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 not coordinated enough for that stuff anymore. So Rocket League is going to be my only chance, you know, because it's not it doesn't quite require the skill to have fun to play it. Yeah. Now, to be competitive and, and win a lot is does require a lot of skill and coordination and teamwork and stuff like that. But, you know, that's about the only one I'd have a chance at playing now. Because <laughs> all the rest of it, I'm like I'm going to be like Chris over here. You know? <laughs> my, my nickname would be Cannon Fodder. You know? so. <laughs> does anybody remember Frogger? Yeah. I, do, Frogger, yeah, on the logs. Yep. I thought that was a cool, yeah, that was a pretty fun game. Yeah. <laughs> it was one from back in the day, of course, but... Um, yeah, that's been around a minute or two as well. Yeah, I saw you can play it on. Uh, used to be able to play it on Newgrounds.com. Oh uh, really? It had it was on there for a while. I don't know if it's. I haven't been on I that in forever. Well, yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, a lot of those old Flash games kind of went away when Flash started going away. Yeah, so. yeah. Flash once Flash died, it was. Yeah right. Yeah. No, all I mean, over. Yeah. That's what happens when you build your entire pro, uh, platform on on a on a technology that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. So. You know, sometimes you just have to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, if people want to learn learn more about the Northeast State esports program, where online should they go? We have a website. It's esports.northeaststate.edu, mm -hmm. and we have all of our players listed there with their profile pics. Um, we have information about the arena that we have. We have all the information all right there um, that they can check out. Esports.northeaststate.edu. Spring schedule on there as well. Spring so schedule's on there as well. Yep. Tune into all the games. Yep. You can join our Discord and communicate with us there. Um, there's some uh, students who are not on the um, on the esports team, but they'll go on the general chat and they'll get um, uh, they'll find players on there and they'll they'll end up uh, connecting with other people through our Discord, which oh, is yeah. great. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's fantastic. So yeah, we're all pumped for a new season. Yeah, next week. Some games, yeah, have some fun. Yeah, new season's wait. next week. We're I gonna hit it. We're gonna so hit it pretty excited. hard. Right now, everybody's um, focusing on practicing, and of course, with the uh, semester starting up, so they're still focusing on all their grades and making sure all that's good. But mm -hmm. uh, right now, they're in practice mode, so trying to get everything together, yeah. get ready for their games um, next week. It's, it's awesome. gonna be. It's gonna be wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If the first season is any indication, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of. Oh yeah. Yeah really good time down there yeah, yeah I, I just i'm we, very hopeful that we can repeat yeah. at least at, at what we had last semester because last semester was just awesome well we grew from last semester so last semester we had about 27 players mm -hmm. and we had about i think we had six or no, we had seven teams mm -hmm. so now we have nine teams and we have 37 players 
All yeah. right. Yeah, we're doing great. Sweet. And that's in a spring semester. So next fall is going to be off the hook. Oh, yeah. Um, because fall, so. we usually get way more numbers and stuff. Yeah. So it's going to grow a lot, I think, next fall. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so something else, too, that I, I like to go to a lot of the high schools and do uh, some some visits and do some guest lecturing and stuff for computer science and stuff. Basically, I go to these high schools and hack Wi-Fi, and it just blows these kids' mind. And so uh, I've started mentioning esports and, and handing out literature from it, and so I'm hoping that that, too, uh, will... Uh, we'll we'll drive some interest into the into the league as well. Yeah, yeah. So esports is definitely a great mechanism to attract. Um, oh yeah. To attract students here, um, but to also um, have them do what they love, and then be able to um, give them kind of like that mentorship that they need to impart right. that lifelong those lifelong lessons upon them to help mm-hmm. them, you know, um, uh, through life and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Esports.northeaststate.edu. That's where you will find Northeast State. Esports, all things Northeast State Esports. Go there and check it out. Friends, we've come, I uh, think, to the end of this episode. But thank, I want to thank all the coaches. Thank you all for, for, yeah, thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, thank thanks for having And, for having. and, uh, and talking about esports, great season coming up, I know, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, again, also, Twitch TV forward slash Northeast State Esports. Go there and watch it. You can see everything at like also like you said, esports.northeaststate.edu. Find all things there. Where to watch the games in person or online, the players, um, the coaches, all our student athlete profiles, the schedule for this spring. Go check it out because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, come see us. We want you here. Yes, indeed. Friends, that brings us up to uh, the end of the sa- this episode of the Sound Barrier. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you want to learn more about esports, like we said esports.northeaststate.edu you will learn more about Northeast State northeaststate.edu like we said 130 academic programs technical certificates and associates degrees so many things available out here at Northeast State just come on out here and give us a look and have some fun while you're doing it until next time we're signing off for this episode and we'll see you again 